as we welcome you back to Sports Nightly. We're talking everything Nebraska hoops as we've got a massive weekend inside Pinnacle Bank Arena with the women's game on Saturday and the men's game on Sunday against Maryland. And they have won back-to-back -back games. They've won three out of their last four games. And the man that's been calling all the action, who's seen all of it right there courtside, Kent Pavelka, and has managed to keep his voice through this uh, four-game stretch that the Oscars have played very well. Kent, thanks for joining us. You survived Rutgers. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it was a survival deal because uh, we were in the middle of the of the stands, basically broadcasting, and and uh, some of the folks heard, heard us and didn't like what we had to say, so we got the double bird from a guy. <laughs> yeah, did you hear that? Was that the um, one of the worst, I guess, uh, fan instances you've had this season? No. This season, yeah. At Michigan, we had some people that didn't care for us. Um, well, what, and, did, what did you do that they didn't like? Well, they, you know, the thing is, if they put you, if they put the broadcasters kind of in the middle of the crowd, which they do a lot of places, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of, I'm not very timid while I'm working, and so, that, so people can hear. You know, and if you're winning or if you're doing, you know, if something exciting happens, they, they don't. You know, they just I guess they don't like the fact that we're Nebraska broadcasters. You know, they can hear us. Well, I'm glad you you made it out of there safe and sound. But how much fun are you having calling these basketball games for this team right now? It's a blast. I mean, it's it's. Uh, it is. It has been so unexpected, uh, you know. When you go back to the two injuries to uh, Juwan Gary and, and Emmanuel Vandermill, you know they lost a bunch of games after that. And I, I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I just didn't see it happening. But all the credit in the world goes to this coaching staff, Coach Hoiberg and 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 the rest, Coach Lenzer, Howard, Ziegler. Um, you know they. They somehow have put it together with guys that, you know, a lot of guys weren't even playing. Uh, Sam Hoiberg wasn't playing. Um, Jamarcus Lawrence probably would not have been in the picture like he is had those injuries uh, not happened. Um, you know, Casey was kind of an, a, like a, a, a role player almost, and he's almost like, you know, star material now. But somehow he's, was, they've been able to put this thing together, and uh, it's been an amazing deal. I, um, that, that win at Rutgers was uh, on top of the win against Wisconsin. And, of course, before that you had the Michigan game. They got slapped around pretty good in that one, but you beat Penn State the game before that. So they've got it going, and it's been a lot of fun. fun and the, obviously the fans have enjoyed it immensely too, and I think it's going to be a great crowd on Sunday. Absolutely. Hey, this team all year, their their identity has been on the defensive end of the floor. But the last two games out, boy, they, they've shot it pretty well, especially at Rutgers. And they did to Rutgers that not a lot of teams do to Rutgers, the best defensive team in the league. Was that the best offensive performance that this team has put together this season? I think so. Uh, yeah, 82 points on that floor where, uh, you know, they were 14-2. and two. The Rutgers, on average, is giving opponents 59 points a game. So, I mean, scoring... 82 on them anywhere is remarkable, especially on their floor. Um, just shared the ball so well. Uh, they're, these guys are playing as they're coached to play, and that's that's so cool to see, you know, on both ends of the floor. And they, they bought in. They, they see that, that, that it has paid dividends, you know, uh, and, and um, 
you know, they got a little a little swagger to them right now. And and, and but yes, offensively, um, yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. That's the best they played this year. Well, Casey Tominaga, you alluded to him. Uh, he has taken the college basketball world by storm here, especially this four-game stretch. 30, 24, 22, 22, has hit 18-3, shooting nearly 60%. What has it been like to see him and call his uh, highlights of, of him really getting into a rhythm offensively? And he had Steph Curry tweeted him this week, too. I heard, yeah. Or actually, I saw that. Um, boy. You know, that's got to be a highlight for him, uh, the Japanese Steph Curry. By the way, I'm going to backpedal a second. That Creighton win and the Iowa win were pretty good offensively, too, in addition to the Rutgers game. But, um, yeah, I don't know if you listened to the broadcast at all or not, but I kind of went off a little bit. You know, we, in this conference, you got a couple of pretty good bigs at Purdue and Indiana. But, uh, Casey, with those numbers, you just – you just talked about the last four games. How about Big Ten Player of the Year or the Week for Nebraska for for Casey Tomanaga? Um, What's a guy got to do, right? What's a guy got to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, um, he has been a surprise in that. Um, you know, I think people thought he was a, a one note Charlie or whatever you call it. You know, shooting perimeter shots, but he, you know, he and Derek Walker worked so well together. You know, he scored a lot of layups uh, on back cuts. He's gotten creative at the rim. He'll put it on the floor and get to the rim and throw it up there against, uh, you know, the best posts in the league. And somehow uh, he's able to finish. Um, you got a guy here who, uh, uh, again, because of the injuries, you know, he had an opportunity. He stepped up, and the results speak for themselves. All right, well, let's talk about Maryland. Uh, second time this team, these two teams will have played. Last one, January 28th at Maryland is a big big loss, uh, nearly 20 points, I believe. Maryland coming off a big win over number three Purdue on Thursday, a 14-point win. Uh, they're 9-6 and six in the conference in a tie for fourth. What have you seen out of them? What's, what's going well for the Terrapins right now? Well, they've got a great point guard, and he might have been the best get in the uh, portal last year. Although I do like Jawan Gary and Emmanuel Bandemel, but Jameer Young, um, Kevin, Kevin Willard plucked him out of uh, Charlotte. He's a local kid. He played at DeMatha. And uh, he is like, uh, in my opinion, uh, material good. He, he's good enough to be considered first team all Big Ten. He averages 16 a game, 18 in conference play. He had 18 against Nebraska in College Park. Um, this is a this is a scary team, you know. As I watched them beat Purdue last night, I'm thinking, you know, that I I think maybe they're the most athletic team in the conference. Wow. Uh, I thought Illinois was, but I believe Maryland might be. Young is really really good, and he's got uh, a good supporting cast. They beat Nebraska by 19 in uh, College Park. Um, Nebraska turned it over, gave up gave gave up 20 points on 15 turnovers. That was big, but. Um, you know, this, this may be the most difficult assignment of, of the last five games, uh, previous four, Nebraska winning three of the four. This may be the toughest game of, of that group. Well, we've seen Coach Hoiberg, and you mentioned the, the job that the coaching staff has done. I mean, they've had different game plans. They've thrown out different lineups. I mean, it has been really an impressive coaching performance dealing with all the injuries. So what, what's the game plan going to be with this group against Maryland this time around? 
Well, like I said, I, I think for one thing, you've got to eliminate the turnovers that created uh, fast break points for them or points off turnovers for them in the first game. Um, and uh, I, I think that's largely it. You know, uh, uh, if you can play without turning the ball over, and if it falls for you on the other end, uh, I think Nebraska will have a good shot at it. But you know, I you know it's perfect setup, isn't it? I mean, Maryland knocks off the number three team. They're on a, a roll. Of, you know, they're everybody's talking about how good Maryland is. If Nebraska could win this one, look at you know one one thing, Jessica, that might happen. Mike DeCourcy might quit saying that, boy, that was a bad loss for Maryland, you know. Yeah, I mean, they keep talk, talking about every Nebraska win is a bad loss for the team Nebraska beats. Well, if you beat enough of these guys, all of a sudden, you know, they, they can't be bad losses. Um, uh, I, I just don't think Nebraska's getting any credit, but I think if they knock off Maryland, they, they, they might start to get some credit. I agree, and especially if you ask most of these coaches, nobody wants to play Nebraska either, and especially – in PBA, right? I mean, that's not a team that a lot of these coaches want to play right now. And they're, they're, they continue to fight and next man up. And a lot of these role players are doing their part. I mean, it's just, it's been really special to see. And I think whatever the outside broadcasters want to say, but I feel like coaches in this league will say, Hey, we don't really want to play Nebraska right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, Kevin Willard, Maryland's coach, is going to preach that. Uh, hopefully, the players don't buy into it, and you know, this this will be a, a, a rude awakening for them. Although, you know, Maryland hasn't done very well on the road all year long. They're they're I, I think they've only won two true road games. Nebraska's nine and three at home. Should it be it should be ten and two. The Purdue game got stolen from them by the referees, literally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with the crowd as it's been the last two or three games. Um, you know, the the players feed the crowd, the crowd feeds the players, and on and on it goes. And I, I just think that uh, I think the Oscars got a great opportunity on Sunday. I, I did want to ask you about the crowd because Derek Walker said it was the loudest since he's been here. And uh, I think Sam Griesel had mentioned how loud it is. What's what's your perspective since you've called all of them? Where does the, the atmosphere that PBA has had this year rank among recent years, and, and when has it been this loud, I guess? The only other game I remember being as loud, maybe a, a skosh louder, was in 2014 when Nebraska beat Wisconsin in the last game of the regular season. Wow. You probably know uh, so no sit Sunday. They had to win to get to the tournament, and they did. Nobody sat down. I mean, nobody sat down the whole game. Uh, but the last two games it's been bonkers in there and uh it doesn't get any better anywhere in the league when it's good at nebraska it really doesn't uh that gives me chills so three in a row here at home and then uh, finishing out at iowa and I, I know we'll have you on before the season obviously but you know going into this this stretch here with three at home and then at, at, on um on the road at iowa to close it out what do you feel like this team could potentially do well <laughs> you know, uh, shall we? Shall we? Shall we talk about tournament? <laughs> Do they have a chance to get in the tournament? Yeah, I mean, if they win out and win a game in in uh, in Chicago, I think that puts them in the NCAA tournament. Now, can they win the next five games? Uh, you know, that's it, a tough assignment. But even if they don't, I think that um, you know um, that they're going to be in 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 the conversation. 
And if they win, if they win three of the next four, I think they're a lock for the NIT. I don't really even care what their record is. Um, you know, all of the metrics will be there. Uh, and I, you know, we're probably the first ones to be talking about Nebraska in a postseason tournament, right? But you brought it up, so hey. <laughs> <laughs> Who better to, to talk about it with? But the committee loves hot teams, and if this if Nebraska stays hot, they're going to have a hard time leaving them out. I agree with you, Kent. I agree with you. I'm on your team. I'm I'm positive, Polly, over here. You know, Jessica, the athletic today. Uh, everybody's up, updates their uh, what do you call it? Their, their projection, their bracketology, their, 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 their tournament brackets. The athletic today had. Uh, nine teams from the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament. Nebraska has beaten four of those teams, three of those teams, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Rutgers. Uh, they, they beat Penn State, which is in the next four out in their list, and they beat, uh, and they beat Creighton, of course. So uh, there's four teams in the tournament, five total if you count Penn State, which is in the next four out. Um, you know, to me, people need to quit saying that Nebraska is, is administering bad losses to these teams, you know. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's, uh, I'm going to clip that off and post it on our social media so we can get that out there. Well, I can't, thank you so much. It's been so fun to listen to you and Jake call these games. And let's keep it rolling. Let's uh, keep having the fun here. And it all starts on Sunday against Maryland. Sounds good, Jessica. Good to see you.